Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 814 with Zach Oates from Ovation. And just because my last experience with someone was really bad, this next one, it's a totally fresh start, right? It's like, I don't know if you play tennis, but I think tennis is one of the games most like life because every game starts off at love, love. It is zero, zero. No matter how bad yesterday was, you wake up and it's zero, zero. And you can win that. You can win that game. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. A lot of people are talking about Restaurant 365, and that's probably because they are the only cloud-based, all-in-one restaurant management software with restaurant-specific accounting, inventory, scheduling, and payroll plus HR. Restaurant 365 is perfect for the multi-location restaurant business. Their customers have seen 5% decrease in food and beverage costs because they have access to more actionable data. Restaurant 365 is the king of integrations with over 90 integrations with the POS, including hundreds of vendors and thousands of banks. So you have a truly connected system. No more man Managing out of multiple systems. Lastly, Restaurant 365 empowers your management team with real-time P&L with access to check-level detail. No more waiting on your accounting teams for P&Ls weeks later. To learn more, head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable. And if you use that link, you will save 50% off your first month. Does your hospitality extend beyond the four walls of your business? Well, if it doesn't, it could with Ovation. So what is Ovation? Ovation is an omni-channel two-question survey that gets happy guests to leave positive reviews and unhappy guests to chat instantly with you or your team to resolve the issue in real time before they leave a bad review or they never come back. And with this channel of communication, you can easily see trends of what is driving positive and negative experiences. Not only does it improve your communication and your relationship, relationship with your guest. It also is a tool to drive revenue. You can drive revenue with third to first party ordering conversion. You can drive revenue with a rainy day text blast. You can also drive revenue when your guests automatically download your loyalty app. To learn more, head over to www.ovationup.com slash unstoppable. And when you use your link, you can get 2000 free text messages to help you start getting more feedback, reviews, and revenue. Again, that's ovationup.com slash unstoppable. Streamline your clean faster than ever before with Ecolab Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer. Ecolab's two-in-one sink and surface cleaner sanitizer is one product that can both clean and sanitize food contact surfaces in front of house, back of house, and the third sink. Like other EPA-registered food contact surface sanitizers, it helps protect against foodborne illness. To learn more, visit ecolab.com slash unstoppable or talk to your Ecolab representative. 
What's going on, Unstoppables? We have a great show for you today, but a quick reminder that this podcast needs your support, and there's a few ways you can do it. You can support our sponsors. You can support our affiliates. Those are the tools and services our guests are recommending organically. Just use our links. It goes a long way. You can share this podcast with everybody and anybody you know who is aspiring to be great in the restaurant industry. And then lastly, come hang out in Restaurant Unstoppable Network, where all the conversation around this content is happening and we're really unpackaging things and connecting you with these people that I'm getting on the show. So with that said, today we're talking to Zach Oates, the CEO and founder of Ovation, the number one customer feedback platform out there right now in you know, they've been just coming up organically in conversation left and right. We've had a handful of folks in the network start using Ovation straight out of the gates. One individual hasn't even opened their restaurant yet. They're just doing pop-ups uh, and going to events and they're they're doing giveaways and they're building their email list. And I think the, the first event they had, they had over 50 new email leads just from using this tool. So today we're going to go a little bit deeper on Ovation. If name Zach Oates sounds familiar, it's because he was on the podcast just a few weeks ago, or at this point, maybe a little over a month ago, and we dove deep into SMS marketing, and uh, he was referred to me by people in the network as the guy to go to for SMS marketing. Today, our focus is on Ovation, and Ovation, again, has been coming up a lot on the show organically. Uh, I reached out to Ovation, and they are an affiliate an official affiliate of the network in Restaurant Unstoppable right now. And I keep in mind, I only collaborate and partner with the tools and services being recommended organically. So that's why he's here to help us understand more, to, to get the backstory of Zach Oates and Ovation, and to really understand the benefits of Ovation and how to implement this tool in your business and what will happen if you do. And if at any point you are interested in Ovation, please head over to ovationup.com slash unstoppable and that supports the show thank you all right here it is with excitement allow me to introduce to you back on the show for a second time founder and ceo <laughs> of ovation zach oats my man zach are you feeling unstoppable today ah, yes <laughs> yes i love it so like i said this is zach's second time on the show you were just recently on the show i don't know if i've ever had guests on the show so close, like the same person on the show. So close. Your episode seven hundred and ninety six. I think this is going to be episode like eight hundred and ten. So like only fourteen episodes in between your last. Oh time my gosh, dude, that yeah. is so crazy. We just today we published our uh, one hundred podcast congratulations video. Thank huge. you. So that was really exciting. We hit a hundred uh, hundred episodes, but man, you're put you you're past. 800. <laughs> hey, man, Dude, that's what that happens. I, I think I have like an eight-year start on you, so don't, don't give me too much credit. Uh, <laughs> so well, I, your, your microphone is about eight times cooler than mine, too. <laughs> Although this is my my 100th episode celebratory microphone, you are it, hearing it for the very first time, so you hopefully it. it sounds okay. Yeah, man. Uh, do, so let's get that motivational, inspirational quote going to get that motivational ball rolling. What do you got for us? So my life mantra has been for years 
and continues to be, and I mentioned it 14 episodes ago, but so nice. Got to say it twice. It. Choose to live an extraordinary life for an ordinary one will always be waiting. Yes. You could always go and do something ordinary. So man, do something extraordinary. Do yeah, something man. exciting. You know, I you got it. this one life, like do it, take advantage. I love it, dude. I really do. And the first time you were on the show, the reason why I reached out to you is because within Restaurant Unstoppable Network, we were getting a lot of requests to dive deeper into marketing specifically SMS marketing. So I use my network to talk to people who are way more savvy on marketing than I am. And they all said, you got to get Zach Oates from Ovation on your show to talk about SMS marketing. So if you want to learn more about SMS marketing, if you did not catch that episode, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash seven, nine, six. We go into detail with SMS marketing today. We're here to talk about Ovation because I mean, you're getting just recommended left and right right now. Um, everyone, a lot of people in my, my network who are using you are just raving about uh, the, the results they're getting with Ovation. So today, we're here to learn more about you and your business. I like to say behind every great restaurant is a great person. The same can be true with businesses. Behind every great business is are great people. So I really just want to get your story, your entrepreneurial journey to how you started Ovation and how Ovation's evolved since you've opened or not opened, but started, I guess I should say, open for business. Yeah. I don't know. Do, you, do, do services, software, companies open? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 we start. Yeah, you started. So, um, so we're just here to capture your, capture your story and the benefits of Ovation and maybe talk about the future of the vertical you're in. But let's just get started. Where does it make sense to, to like share your story as far as how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So I guess, you know, in terms of my career, I mean, I grew up in the hospitality space. Uh, my first job was at Friendly's. I don't know if you know Friendly's. It's a Great East Coast (laughs) burger, you know, uh, home food, ice cream place. Anyways, that's where I that's where I got started. And um, and then my dad, as I mentioned, the last episode, he was in the NFL. And so after he retired, he got into a lot of the brick and mortar space. So we had growing up, we had car wash. He had he was investor in a barbecue joint and uh, cell phone stores. And so that those are my Saturday chores was like, you know, working on the family businesses. And so that's how I really saw um, that, you know, experience is what builds loyalty. There, there was a guy that I remember at Friendly's and he was a mailman and he would come to Friendly's every day and he would get the same order. And when I, whenever I saw him, even if there was a line, you know, cause if I'm, I'm prepping something and, and I'll make it real quick and then uh, I'll go help the next customer. But if there was like a little bit of a lull, in the line because someone was taking a, a longer order, I would go and I'd get his order ready instead of just standing there and waiting. And then he would just leave cash on the table because he knew exactly down to the penny how much it was. And I would give him his order and then I would ring that up. Right. But that experience made him super loyal and he would come in all the time because he knew that he was going to have a great experience. there. So anyway, that was, that was like, you know, my foray into hospitality and seeing how, everything really hinges around that guest experience. Yeah. Um, And I love that line that you use experience builds loyalty. Um, So true, man. So true. So that was your first experience. Keep going. And then, you know, I went to, uh, I went to college, went to, to Brigham Young university out in Utah and I studied advertising. I took a two year break and I lived in Ukraine uh, serving a church mission out there. And that was like an incredible experience, by the way, from like the years 18 to 20, all I'm doing is just, you know, 
in the middle of Ukraine, learning Russian and, and talking to people about how to live better lives and yeah. helping them out on their farms and stuff like, and that was just such a cool experience. I bet. And uh, yeah, t- it, two years is a very long time, but it was fun. <laughs> no, uh, it was get more into that journey. I've heard um, what stories of people going on uh, it's a part of like, I don't know what your religion is. If this is religion based, uh-huh. uh, but is it Mormon? Are you Mormon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So remember the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. So I've heard amazing stories about men and women, young men and women of uh, the Mormon religion who just get this jump on life because it's part of your religion to go out and just to go to door, to door, to door, to door, to sell something. You are selling a lifestyle of religion, a belief, right? Um, but that that experience has had such incredible impacts, profound impacts. And there's incredible entrepreneurs within the Mormon communities because I think this is a big part of it because you're forced to just get out there into, I mean, let's be honest. Like there's a lot of rejection involved and that, you know, yeah. So like that just like makes you so hard. Right. And like just resilient. (laughs) So we'll get into that and that, that experience. I think it's worth unpackaging. Yeah. So a couple of things that I could that I think were great life lessons for me. Um, first of all is comfort zone, like out the window, yeah. right? First of all, speaking Russian, right? I, I knew zero Russian before I, uh, I went there. I started my mission, right? Zero. I mean, I, I knew how to say yet and that was it. And then here I am a year later Talking to someone, I remember this conversation distinctly, talking to someone about the magnetic fields of the earth and how pollution is affecting and changing the magnetism. And I'm like, holy cow, I understand this guy. <laughs> that is so trippy. But it's like, but it's true though. You're going out there, you're, you're talking to people that you don't know about something that quite frankly makes a lot of people uncomfortable, yeah. which is religion. In a language I was uncomfortable I to even bring it up. You know, it's true. Well, like we are uncomfortable about it, but I don't know why. Yeah. I, just because it is something that's like very, very personal. Yeah. Right. And for me, it's one of those things where um, in terms of the rejection. Yeah. I mean, like I remember one time it was, it was 40 degrees below zero and no one would let us in. And so we were just outside handing out pamphlets to invite <laughs> people to come and learn English. Cause we would teach English classes for free. And I did that for just hours and hours and hours. It was like five hours of handing out these invites in 40 degree below zero weather. And one person came to English class from all of the hundreds wow. of pamphlets I handed out. I was like, what am I doing? So I'm curious though, this had to have galvanized you in some way. This had to have made you stronger. So in what ways do you think this experience did make you stronger? First of all, it made me stronger in the sense that, um, you know, you, you, you can't take rejection personally because every experience that you have with someone is their first experience with you, you know, and just because my last experience with someone was really bad, this next one, it's a totally fresh start, right? It's like, I don't know if you play tennis, but I think tennis is one of the games most like life because every game starts off at love, love. It is zero, zero. No matter how bad yesterday was, you wake up and it's zero, zero and you can win that you can win that game. And so anyway, that was just something that really stood out to me was that necessity to treat each experience totally unique and independent from the previous one. Mm. And then the other thing that it taught me was just how important every single person is. Like everyone has such an incredible story and everyone 
um, you know, there's, there's a poem by, uh, called Desiderata by Max Ehrman. And in there it says, listen to, uh, listen to all persons, even the dull and the ignorant, for they too have their story. And I think that, you know, you've interviewed 810 people. Um, I think it's closer to like 700 and like 80, maybe 770, because there's a couple solo episodes. That's true. That's true. Right. So (laughs) anyway, you've interviewed, you know, heck of people. And I'm sure not all of them were super interesting to listen to, but everyone has a story. Yeah. And, and that's, what's so fascinating. And so I love getting to know people. One of my best friends that I met in Ukraine was named Yuri. And he was a 40 year old gypsy who spent 20 years of his life in prison. And he and I connected better than anyone else I met in the entire two years there. Right. So it's just one of those things where like, how could some, you know, uh, some Jersey kid, you know, connect with this Ukrainian gypsy. Um, and it's because everyone has a story. Yeah. And so those are two things that really taught me. Yeah. And, and so grateful I, that I went. I can't help but think of the words of Daniel Pink, uh, who is the author of many books, but in this case, uh, to sell as human. Uh, we're always, all of us are always selling, whether you want to agree or not. It's just persuading people to take your belief or whatever it is. Um, but to sell as human, and he talks about the ABCs of selling, which used to be always be closing, but now his rendition is attunement, buoyancy, and clarity, I believe. But that buoyancy part, right, of just you you have like you, you gotta recover you gotta move on like every experience is a new experience zero zero level you're saying you gotta recover you gotta move on to the next because you can't dwell over the past if things didn't work out you have to just stay buoyant and move on to the next opportunity and i'm curious yeah. um so you're not an old guy so um, this couldn't have been too long ago right how what, what put a time stamp this for me when were you in, in, yeah uh, so what? i'm i'm 35 and i went when i was 18 okay so like uh 12 years ago uh, real quick, jump the 30,000 feet uh, from the time you got back from your, your, your trip to Ukraine to when you're, when you are back in the States, like just list out the, the things that you did without getting yeah. into Okay. So, so I get back and that's really when like life starts, right? Yeah. Um, before that, it's kind of like I was a teenager and then, you know, I got into advertising. I went to New York city. I worked at a great agency out there, learned the importance of, you know, getting that, uh, getting that feedback from, from your customers. And then I started a, a company called imply labs, where I developed an algorithm to translate social media data into gift recommendations. And we built a product and, um, sold that company. And then, you know, but the big thing about that was like, I was like, Holy cow, I can start something. I could have an idea and then go out and build something and all of a sudden people all around the world are using my product. Like that was, it was like a really cool experience for me. Uh, but one of the things that I realized was I just, I didn't feel like I knew enough after doing that, that startup, I didn't feel like I knew enough about the big business world. So I wanted to go get my MBA. And during that time, I started another company called Kaiband, which was a child safety wristband technology. And, you know, with that company, um, we won the world's biggest business competition, uh, I got to ring the NASDAQ bell, like had some really cool experiences with that. And then I went to PwC to do management consulting for Fortune 50 companies. And uh, and I went from there to Ovation. And uh, that's been that's been the journey to this point. But I think two two threads to weave throughout that one would be dating. So I am married now. I uh, just hit five years with uh, my wife. Thank you. Uh, sorry, six years. I meant, I meant six. I said six, honey. Uh, and, 
And I don't then, think she's listening. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I wrote a book about dating. I was just like building those relationships is just so much fun for me. And then the other thing I, I love doing is traveling, right? I've been to, I, I'll hit 50 countries at the end of July. And that's just like, I tell people that I've got cheap furniture and a great Instagram. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So reflecting back, you dropped a lot on us uh, from New York City. Was it a marketing agency? Uh-huh. Uh, to uh, imply labs to your MBA with kind band uh, and PWC uh, managing and consulting. Where do you think, I mean, I'm assuming that you grew the most during this MBA experience. Is it safe to say, but I also oh. don't want to jump over any huge lessons that you can, you know, entrepreneurial lessons that are uh, transferable throughout industries. If you can think of any, or maybe that is during your time during your quote unquote MBA. Well, when, when I was doing my startup at Imply Labs, one of the things that I, that I thought was that like, oh, I'm just like, you know, there's a lot of things I'm good at because I was doing all the things I enjoyed doing and I hired people to do all the things I didn't enjoy doing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I get to my MBA and I get to that first semester where I can't choose my classes. I can't have someone do my accounting for me and, you know, do my HR for me. Like I had to sit through all those classes. I had to take the tests. And it was really hard. Um, But I had a great professor, Curtis LeBaron. And one of the things that he said was, you know, a lot of times we talk about working on your weaknesses. He goes, no one ever became super successful or famous, well-known, made a mark by taking all the things they're bad at and becoming better at them. They became successful because they took their strength and they focused on and they worked on it and they became so good at that thing that that's what they were known for. And they worked on their weaknesses only to the extent that they held back their strengths. And so that was just a huge life lesson for me of realizing it's okay, Zach, that you suck at a lot of things. And uh, that's fine because you're not supposed to be, incredible at everything find the thing that you're great at and do that and Uh, focus on that and improve that yeah and then when you find that a weakness is holding you back then work on that weakness don't don't get so overwhelmed by everything that you're doing because there's too many things that i suck at to to try to be okay at all of them and this you saying this right now i think is really exciting because in the restaurant industry i feel like it is it is and has been notorious for being behind the times uh and Today in the world we live in, in the marketplace we live in, there's so many tools that exist for us to outsource, to to take the thing that we're not doing. There's millions of people out there that are all becoming specialists and we're surrounded by specialists because we're learning this. This is a common knowledge now that people know. Like you used to hear it all the time when you were in high school, like work on your weaknesses. Like, and that's just not true. Like we're realizing that we're meant to be diverse. We're all meant to be good at a few things because we're meant to be tribal. We're meant to be a group and collectively we're awesome solo. We're not that great. Right. Uh, But we're meant to be really good at one thing or just a few things. So, that is a huge lesson in our first interview you and I was hoping this would come out during your come up. You said, I've learned a lot about how to start a movement and it, it's clear now because of these things that you've done between your, you know, your innovation and starting movements around these products and ideas. What have you learned about starting a movement? I think we should all as restaurant tours be trying to create our own little mini movement in our community. So what do you have to say about that? I think it's so important that you understand, you know, going back to uh, people don't buy 
what you do. They buy why you do it, right? Simon Sinek. And um, I think his content is great. I don't love listening to his audiobooks, but I think he is, I think he's got some brilliant points. And a lot he of people give him, give him crap because he says some things you know, funny. What's he say funny? There's a word that he says funny. Whenever he says it, it sounds weird. I know. I, I couldn't listen. I, I had to say, <laughs> he's a smart guy. I returned his audiobook and bought the paper. <laughs> anyway, but I think that he's got some really good points in there. And I think that understanding can't. why you do what it's can't. You do. He says can't. That's what it is. What is it? I think the word is can't. He says can't. He says can't. Oh, that's right. Yes. I think that's yes. what it was. Sorry to interrupt. It just popped into my head. I no, apologize. no. That, that is so spot on. That was like, yeah. that would have bugged me too. Um, well, now it bugs me that I remember it. But anyway, <laughs> I think that having that purpose and understanding, um, understanding why you're doing it, you know, and people will feel that. And authenticity, it shines or it cankers, right? That you can't, you can't fake authentic. And if you do, you can't fake it for long. Yeah. It's exhausting and people will see right through it. And nowadays people want that authenticity. I mean, we talk all the time. Uh, I, I know he's been on the podcast and um, one of my really good friends is Sean Walcheff of Cali barbecue Yeah, and uh, Cali barbecue media, right? Like he, he is, he is one of the most authentic people you will ever meet. He shares what he does successfully. He shares what fails. Um, he's one of these people that's very real and it resonates. And that's why he's got a great following and so many loyal fans is because he understands his why. And that extends to even his virtual kitchens and his, his ghost kitchens where he's able to, uh, you know, his commitment is to build a friendly ghost kitchen like Casper, the friendly ghost, right? He doesn't want to build some fly by night, you know, out in six weeks thing. He wants to build something that's going to be a part of the community. And I think that we can't, um, we can't just start something because I want to make a buck. Yeah. Right. If you're an entrepreneur, if, you know, and restaurant owners, you know, those are the craziest entrepreneurs in the world. Yep. They, you have to have your why, yeah. because as Victor Frankl says in man's search for meaning, if you have a why to live, you can bear with almost any how, because then it's not a matter of, will we get through this? It's a matter of, no, we are getting through this. Just how are we going to do it? Yep. Let's come together. Let's figure it out. Let's outsource. Let's, you know, let's pick up the shift ourselves until we need to let's like do what we have to do uh, to get through and that's what people love and share that, yeah, share man. that journey yeah. uh, on social. I'm loving what you're dropping on us. I'm looking at the time as it's going. We're already like over 20 minutes into this recording. And I really want to dive into Ovation. Uh, okay. So why don't you start talking about how Ovation came to be? Like when did this idea for Ovation uh, bubble up and when did even, when did Ovation even start? Like what was your, your start date? So we started in uh, like January of 2017 of actually like putting out our, the first version of the product. And it really stemmed from the fact of in all of my travels, you know, I love eating out. That is like my favorite thing to do in the world is going out to restaurants and everywhere we went, we'd always uh, look for the best restaurants and go there. And everything was based on online reviews, right? I didn't have any friends that you know, that lived in Ghana. And so we just looked up online reviews and we went to these restaurants. But then when we'd go there, if I had a good experience, there's no way to remind me about sharing it. And if I had a bad experience, there's no way for me to tell people. And, you know, just for example, like the other day, I went to one of my favorite restaurants 
And they, uh, you know, the, the, the sauce that I get with my pizza every time, you know, to, to dip in my breadsticks, I mean, it was super runny, right? But who am I going to tell? The owner, who I know personally, he wasn't there. And what am I going to do? Tell the, the new cashier, like, what is she going to do? I mean, probably nothing. Right. So how do I tell Manny that his sauce was really runny that day? Cause I don't know if he knows and I want to let him know. What do I do? He doesn't have any contact form on the website. And even if he did like, wow, that's a lot of work. It, what? I leave him a three-star review just to get in touch with him. Like that's crazy. So anyway, and, and, and as I kind of took this step back and this journey through my career, that guest experience just kept, kept on coming up and up and up and up. And so our first version of Ovation was an iPad that sat at the front with just smiley faces on it. And you can just kind of rate your experience and then type in your name and number to get follow-up messages or to get a reminder to leave a review if you loved it. Because at the end of the day, everything is about guest experience, but there, there is no good way to measure it. I mean, I mean, think about it. You've got really three options. One is a table touch coming up. Hey, how was everything, Eric? Well, first of all, nobody's honest. Right. And second of all, even if they were honest, that data doesn't get up to the owner usually. Uh, two is online reviews. Well, look, people are three times more likely to share a negative experience than, than a positive one. And every 0.1 star increase that you get online is going to equate to about $30,000 in revenue. So there's a huge opportunity to uh, to affect your online reputation. Or the third one is like a receipt survey or some long survey. And look, I don't know about you, Eric, but man, ain't nobody got time, right? Yeah. Who's going to take, nobody takes those receipt surveys anymore. Like we just all got to stop believing that that's, yeah. that that's like really valid data there. So real quick, uh, it sounds like the pain point that existed the 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 problem you were trying to solve when you started Ovation was there was no way to give information to the the owner of the business the owner of the business wasn't there is that exactly okay that's that's exactly right and and to do so in a way that's helpful and not hurtful okay let's take our first break to thank our sponsor and we'll be back to unpackage this who wants to be more efficient and cleaner everyone. So streamline your clean faster than ever before with Ecolab Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer. Ecolab's two-in-one Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer is one product that can both clean and sanitize food contact surfaces in front of house, back of house, and the third sink. Like other EPA-registered food contact surface sanitizers, it helps protect against foodborne illness and also kills SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 in 15 seconds and norovirus, the flu and common cold viruses in 30 seconds, helping you reduce risk, simplify your procedures and help protect your team, your guest and your reputation with Ecolab Sink and Surface Cleaner Sanitizer. Visit Ecolab.com slash unstoppable or talk to your Ecolab representative. We are back and we have identified the kind of the, the trigger that existed for you to have this idea for ovation that was you wanted to deliver the message to the owner that the sauce was liquidy and that wasn't an acceptable but you didn't know how to do it without being an asshole exactly and and you know quite frankly 70 to 80 percent of customers have feedback to share yeah oh, sorry 70 to 80 percent of customers have something uh like it went well right so what do you do with the other 20 to 30 the 20 to 30 percent of customers who didn't have a great experience 
what are you going to do? How do you, how do you connect with them? And that's where Ovation, that was where it was born. And so taking my background with restaurant tech, uh, combining that together with a rockstar team and my experience with surveys and, and guest experience, we took a step back and said, okay, what would guest feedback look like in the hospitality industry if it were invented today? Let's say receipt surveys never existed. What would it look like today? And we realized that, you know, it would be probably SMS-based. That way, guests wouldn't have to download anything. It would be super simple. It shouldn't take a guest more than 15 seconds to complete it. It should be very easy for that uh, guest to receive a response from the restaurant. There should be some kind of, you know, management portal to be able to not only see the data, but find the trends. And it should help with online reviews because yeah. that's the current world that we're facing. Okay. And yeah. So listening to you talk, I can't help but re- be reminded or this old company, I don't even know if they're still doing what they're doing, but it sounds very sim- uh, familiar. And I think they dropped off right around the time you came up, which is Hum Systems. Are you familiar with that company? Never heard of them. So Hum Systems had this tablet that you would open up. It was the check presenter, right? And you would open up your check. There would be a tablet. So and you could leave a review. And the whole idea was if there was a bad review, it would notify the manager before you left. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like very similar. What I love about what you're doing is, and it reminds me of a line that I, that has stuck with me from Mike Ganino, past guest in the show. I don't know if you know Mike Ganino, the author of restaurant uh or sorry, culture for dummies. He did the, the one of those dummy oh, books. Uh-huh, yes. Uh huh. Yes. But he said the most important number for you to track is a number between one and five, and that number is your satisfaction of your team, your employees. Every day before they leave, are they having a one day or a five day? And if you start seeing any threes and twos, that's your cue that you need to get up and start, or, or even fours that you need to address something. The second most important person, I would say the first most important important person in your business is your employees. The second most important is your guests. And you're taking that same mentality of making it super easy to communicate something that's the most important. Are you happy? Are you satisfied? And you're streamlining that process, uh, which I think is is huge. Um, So to kind of come full circle, what make like you're not familiar with home system. So it's hard for me to tell you what, what you're what's different about what you're doing, how you've evolved what you're doing for the 21st century or in the most present time. But it sounds like it's the integration with the online world. It's not just ending with the, no, I'm not happy. Let the manager know this takes that data and does what goes beyond like what, what does it do from there? Well, one of the, one of the important things is that right now we live in this omni-channel world, man. Yeah. You can't, you can't just have a check presenter and think it's all good. People are ordering from you from seven different ways and they're coming to pick it up in a variety of different ways. What we've done is we've created a system so that no matter how a guest orders, you can ask them the same question. How was everything? Right. And then that way, what you're able to do is kind of compare your channels to see, Hey, we're missing, uh, we're missing sauces on our to-go orders. Or, hey, we're having this consistent issue with DoorDash of being late. Let's talk to DoorDash on this. Like, you're able to, to parse out and to see what's going well and what needs to be improved. And then the most important thing is taking action with that guest. 
if if Eric has a bad experience in Zach Shack and and he were coming in in person and I were there talking to him, I'd say, Eric, let me make this right for you, man. Let me do something for you. Hey, we, we gave you the wrong side. No worries. I got it. I'm going to take care of you. But why don't we do that when it's off prem? Why don't we why don't we offer that same hospitality? And the problem is it's very hard. What are you going to do? Call every single person and say, Hey, Eric, this is Zach Shack. I'm just calling you to, to see how everything was. It's like, that's not realistic. So that's why I tell people that hospitality isn't dead. It's just gone digital. And what we're doing is we're enabling those managers to create a better experience for their guests. And Dr. Scott Sampson, I took one of his classes on uh, the service service recovery and the whole service paradigm. And one of the things he says is if you want happier employees, make it easier for them to make happier customers because that's why they're working there. You know, obviously you have some that are just there for a paycheck, but if you show them that, Hey, you're making this person's life better. You just made them happy. You just did a great job here. How do you, how do you allow them to do that? Well, that's what we're trying to do is we're not trying to take the humans out of hospitality. We're trying to augment that, that humanality with technology. And when you have that perfect blend of you, you still have humans at the heart of technology, but the technology just gives them superpower. It's their, you know, it's their Tony Stark suit that allows them to do so many things to, to be the superhero and to save those customers who are unhappy. That makes them happy. And so that's one of the big things that, uh, you know, one of the big takeaways um, of making great customer experience is empowering your employees to allow that experience to be great. Yeah. And too, too often people are trying to, you know, rein everybody in on what to do. Well, like give them a little bit of space, give them some free reign, teach them the right principles of how to win back guests and then use technology to augment that and enable that, especially for off-prem situations. Yeah. And I think what's happening right now that's unique with the time we live in is we, like you mentioned, you use the word omnipresent, which essentially means coming from everywhere. It, it, like not only 360 degrees, but like three dimensional 360 degrees. Yeah. Like we're getting it from everywhere where before, if you were in the restaurant, it was one-on-one it would, you could, you know, like for the most part, the channels of communication were real time, like right in that moment today, while you're talking to that guest in real time, you might be getting messages. Phone might be ringing. You might be getting an email. You might be getting a text message. You might be getting messages on Facebook messenger. You're getting information. You're getting communication from everywhere. You're, it is no longer humanly possible to be everywhere with just yourself and just your physical organic self. You need technology to, to be paying attention and to be streamlining those, those channels of communication. And I hate this. I, I hate to say it, but like the level of automation is necessary today. Um, which brings me to my question. That was a lot of buildup for one question. And you said, <laughs> you said finding that perfect blend of automation and high touch human connectivity. Can you unpackage that a little bit? Because I wonder what that, that, that blend is. Sometimes I worry that we're being too reactive and we're almost, I feel like it's almost unnecessary how the general public expects us to be everywhere all the time. Right. You know, like, yeah, but at the same time, like, 
the future, the evolution of humanity is forcing the hand that we adopt this technology. So how do you find that, that blend of being super high touch, super personable, super, this is the real me. And how do you sneak in that automation in the way that it's not off putting? So one of the things that we do at Ovation is we automate everyone who had a great experience. We have an automated flow. And data shows in Ovation that you're going to get anywhere between 80 to 90% of the guests that take the Ovation Pulse survey, which is just two questions. And, you know, the way that they get it is if we have an integration with your online order and your point of sale, they'll get an automated text message. Hey, Eric, how was everything? Answer two questions to and uh, for your chance to win a $100 gift card. And then, you know, or we could personalize that, obviously, or we have QR codes, or we still have an iPad kiosk that goes into inside the restaurant as an option or table stickers. So however they enter the system, we see about 80 to 90% will love it. Five out of five. I just wanted to let you know, Zach, that Zach Shack's burgers are phenomenal, right? Like they, they love it. So what do we do with them? We automate that push that to go leave an online review, share that with the world. I don't want you, I, I want you to tell the team, but I want you to tell the team while telling the, the whole world. Um, and then in terms of, you know, the unhappy guests. So now we've already narrowed it down from a hundred percent of the people to 10 to 20% of the people. Now what we're able to do is we're able to make a, you know, most of those complaints are going to come in with only a handful of things, slow service, cold food, missing item, um, uncleanliness, or, you know, there's a few other things that it may be, but th- those are like the general things that it, it can be. Uh, now we, we can create templates. So that way the manager isn't having to go there and like type out every single thing, but they can click the button for missing item. And now it's a personalized response from that manager to that guest about a missing item with the promo attached to track when they come back. And all of that, Eric, takes three clicks from the manager. So it's a hyper-personalized response and that, that you know makes it really easy. So again, we've gone from, call it 80%, down to 20%. Now we take that 20%. And we bring that all the way down to 2% because we've handled uh, the, you know, we've handled all of the issues with these automated templates. And then for those very specific fringe cases, then yes, type in a response to that guest. So that's how we do it at Ovation is we have automations that are powered by humans and we have reduced the amount of effort it takes to respond to that guest in a hyper-personal way, addressing their concerns. So, so that, that's the blend that we've taken is you still need a human to, to push the right button. And then the fringe cases, you need a human to really put the, the thought into it. But the benefit is you're not finding out about this on Yelp, on Google, on Facebook. You're finding out about it privately. And uh, what we find is a lot of people otherwise just wouldn't give feedback. Yeah. It, the receipt surveys too much effort complaining takes too much time, you know, um, these online reviews, they don't want to hurt them. And so most people just don't give that feedback. And by making it so simple with Ovation, you're able to do that in a really easy way. Yeah. And and within the network, there's been a lot, there has been some chatter. Uh, One of the the biggest uh, compliments to you and Ovation, it was somebody commented on this event 
in the network saying those automated responses are game changers. So I know that the the people who are using them are loving and just the, the, the process of streamlining that, that channel of communication. Um, so real quick, let's go back. Um, the other thing you mentioned earlier, and I think you kind of just reinforce it right now, what you're doing with Ovation that you couldn't have before is really what you're doing is you're, you're engaging and you're opening the channel for communication by and asking, by simply just asking before they leave, how was everything? And that trigger right there just opens you up to so much data where now you can just listen. And I think so, so many times we just try to be heard first. But now what I love with Ovation is it, it starts the dialogue with listening. So people will tell you exactly what they want if you just listen. So sometimes, you know, we just try to fix the problem. We try to be ahead of the problem. We assume we know what the answer is. But you just open yourself up to so much data by just by literally just opening the channel, right? And saying, how was everything? Like you get all that information coming back to you. And you get, like, how, what are some of the things that people are doing with this data once they're getting it? How are they getting creative with that, creative with that data? Yeah. So, so first of all, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming at first. Yeah. I, when I people are used to, especially if you're used to receipt surveys where you're getting, you know, a 0.1% completion rate, you know, you're getting one to two a week completed. And now all of a sudden, we're helping some of our customers get upwards of 20, 30, 40% of their guests to give them feedback. Wow. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of data. Yeah. So what we did is we have an AI tool, which is artificial intelligence, where we're able to go in there and, you know, look at what are the trends, what's going well, what needs to be improved. And that way they're able to kind of make sense of, of all of this data. And, you know, one thing that we're actually building right now, and this is kind of like a a peek into the very near future, we haven't released it yet. We haven't even announced it yet. So maybe that's a sneak for later on a teaser when I I ask you what's what's on the horizon. Yeah, my my team may be like, (laughs) wait, you're already talking about this, but it's exciting. Is the whole concept of, of long surveys, right? Why? Yes, you get great data. And yes, you don't need a lot of people to take it, right? And so that's, it's great when you can get a few people to take it consistently and you could kind of see those trends. Um, But the problem is when do you deliver that and what questions are you asked? There's nothing more annoying than I get a a survey. I order through an online ordering platform. And one of the questions is how clean was the bathroom? It's like, are you kidding me? You know that I ordered online. Why would you even ask me? Yeah. So that's one of the things that we're really focusing on is. So now you're segmenting your data streams. Exactly. And so we're building out the ability to ask custom questions, but the key is you don't do it when you're sitting there, right? I I want to ask specific questions to to specific people, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that that's the right question to ask the right person. So what we're doing is we're allowing for people to, we're building out the system right now so that you can ask custom questions about demographics about their favorite items uh, about what would, how they found out about you. Um, You could ask these custom questions, but it's not in the, in the process. There's a reason that you don't get a survey when you're on the plane. Cause when you're on the plane, they expect the, you know, the staff to address it. And then the next day is when you get the survey about your flight. That way you could ask, you could answer some, some quantitative data in the moment. What you want to ask is about their emotions, right? I don't want to answer 75 questions to tell you that you left out my sauce. I just want to tell you what's on my mind the next day. 
I can tell you some more details about my experience, but, but don't ask me too much right off the bat. It's, it's like rude. It's like, you know, you don't go in for a kiss before you shake someone's hand and, and say, nice to meet you. Uh, you, you gotta give it a little bit of time, right? Yeah. Make sure that they're comfortable. Um, but that's so important that we make it a great experience when asking about the experience. I love it. Uh, so, Real quick, you kind of started getting into the evolution, and I want to make sure I capture that a little bit better because I think I might have interrupted you. Uh, but you started with just a, a kiosk or a tablet at the door on the way out of just asking people what their experience is. Go back and kind of tell us about the evolution from that point and then end with what what the offerings are now, and then we'll we'll just stop with that. Do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we started off with the kiosk and honestly, the kiosk is still working really, really well. It's just, it's right there. It's easy. We've redesigned, we've rebuilt the app to make it just so simple. It sits on an iPad, um, usually on a stand by the exit at a, just a convenient place. Very, very simple for in-store guests to do. Uh, and then as we started evolving, we started using QR codes. iOS 11 came out and that's when it had the direct integration with the camera. And so we started using table toppers with QR codes and that started crushing it. And then uh, we started doing bag stuffers. Um, and we also tried a whole bunch of different incentives to see what would, what's most likely, what, what are people most likely to take the survey if there's some type of a, of a reward or a giveaway or a, you know, sweepstakes or something. So we did a whole bunch of experimentation through that. And then really the unlocking moment for us was integrations. When we started to directly tie in to anyone that had customer name, phone number, and order information, we tied in with that and automated that text. And that just made it so simple. There was no issues on you know, these table toppers getting taken down to, to clean off the table and then forget to put it back up. They didn't get broken, things like that. And then what we started doing is uh, with COVID, everyone started putting stickers on the table. And so, you know, we found some great stickers that worked really well with a QR code and that way, smack dab on the table. How was everything? Um, and, and now we've got a suite of tools with a kiosk, with stickers, with to-go cards and bag stuffers and integrations with over 35 different providers to make it a frictionless experience for your guests and to make it super easy to implement. Okay. Right? Unpackage, it, it takes, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Un unpackage those integrations and really kind of paint the picture of what you mean by integrations and what you're integrating with and what that does for the user. So let's say, you know, Lunchbox, Bebot, Olo, Flipdish, uh, you know, we, we go pair it. We, we integrate with all these different companies um, or like loyalty companies like SpendGo. So here's, here's a great example. You order on Lunchbox, okay? You get your food. Right after you get your food, a text message comes saying, hey, Eric, this is Zach here with Zach Shack. I just wanted to make sure that everything met your expectations how was everything? Uh, can you please answer two questions? I'll leave it in to you in for a hundred dollar gift card. That is a completely automated text message that looks and feels very personal. You, Eric, you will click on that text uh, link in the text message. It opens up into a browser. You don't have to download, login, create an account or anything. And it pops up with five smiley faces. You click, you know, the third smiley face of like, eh, and it says, uh Oh, what went wrong? And you say, you forgot one of my sides. 
instantly, I, the manager at Zach Shack, gets an alert through my Ovation app. Uh-oh, Eric had a bad experience. I can see exactly what he ordered, how he ordered. I could see any time that he complained before that. I could see all the times he ordered before that. And then I click three buttons and then boom, you get a text message, Eric, with an apology, with a, with a, you know, some type of a win back offer. And then if you could, if you put in the same complaint four times in a row, I can see like, Hey, Eric, look, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm treating you well, like don't, <laughs> don't do as dirty. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, my boss, the district manager can see across all the locations. Hey, Zach's location is getting a lot of issues with missing an item. Let's uh, let's train Zach and his staff better on not forgetting these items and how to double check the tickets and stuff like that. So that's how it comes full circle. And then, you know, the next time that you order, you use that redemption code, you order directly uh, through lunchbox again, and you loved it. And so then you go and you get the text message, you click the link and you click five out of five. I loved it. It was an awesome experience. Then great. I'm going to ask you to tell Google or Yelp or Facebook about it. And you go on and leave a positive review. So now I went from Eric being pissed off that I forgot uh, aside to winning him back, getting him to order again and leaving a positive review. And all of that took three clicks. Man. And so that's, that's the power. And by the way, corporate now can see the trends of who's missing items, what's going well, what isn't. Yeah. And this is really an interesting element that I didn't consider until you just dropped it on us. In the past, we never really had a way of tracking the the dishonest people, right? The people, the, the, the guests we don't want, the ones that are just out there to get free stuff and we can keep them honest, which I think it was kind of getting out of control for a while where people were just like a lot of unethical, dishonest people were just like, Hey, we can really, you know, pull a fast one here with the new culture of the restaurant industry, just giving stuff away. Right. Um, I don't know if that that's not the purpose, but I think it's kind of cool to know that we can keep people honest and we can kind of show data of like, Hey, you're, we have data of you doing this. This isn't cool. Stop. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we have Bill Crawford, righteous slice. It's, it's an unreal pizza place in Rexburg, Idaho of all places. And it's so good. Yeah. But one of the things that, that he was telling me a story about how someone came in and complained and he does, even if they complain in person um, to one of their staff, he still uses ovation to give them the bounce back offer because he wants to be able to track everything. Right. So he asked for the number, he sent him over the, uh, the promo and he saw who sent it over to them and then someone else. And then he came in again, ordered again, complained again, got another free pizza, came in again. And the third time that he had the same complaint and, and bill, the owner, he he's been getting these messages. His manager has been handling it. But then the third one, he goes, I'm going to take this one. He goes, look, man, we've given you two free pizzas. Uh, neither of your issues have been that big. You know, maybe, maybe you should try out a different pizza place. And the guy said, no, that's fair. He came back in, ordered again, left him a five-star review on Google. Yeah. And, and so to track those one percenters, you know, like there's not too many Karens out there in the world. I think the media would want us to believe there's a lot more just because they're, they're entertaining to watch, but there's really not that many, but it's annoying. Yeah. And, and what happens without something like Ovation, where I could track that same person across DoorDash, across lunchbox, across, you know, coming in person, across the drive-thru, it's the same system. And because we, we track it based on their phone number, that, that's how we append it to that conversation. So now I, as a manager, 
don't have to worry. Is this person trying to jit me out of something? Is this person trying to, you know, be rude or like, you know, steal or, or trick us, you know, take advantage of the system. I could be as generous as I need to be to win them back because I know that how many times they've ordered. And by the way, I see Sean Walsh yeah, by the way, just, just joined us. Dude, your ears must have been we burning. We use you as an example, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so I love this. Uh, I mean, you've painted a pretty great picture, in my opinion, of the benefits, the the value of Ovation. But just in case people are listening who just don't quite understand the true value, just list like what are the benefits? Like, Give me some information on the, the, the benefits you're going to get when you make this investment. So number one, first and foremost, it's that digital table touch. It's that how is everything uh, and then making sure that you make it right. Now, what that's going to do as a result of how we do that, first of all, you're going to intercept those negative reviews and before they become like a lost customer. Two is you're going to get more positive reviews. Three is you're going to be able to actually drive revenue because uh, of those reviews and you're building this database where you're going to have their their phone numbers. And then lastly, you'll be able to see the trends of what's going well and what needs to be improved so that you're not just making it right one-on-one, which is what you need to do nowadays. You have to have the hand-to-hand combat, but then you also want to have that strategy to win the war, to make sure that those issues don't happen again and again and again. That's what we're, that's what we're providing at Ovation. But Beautiful. again, it all stems from rethinking what is guest feedback today. And it's not this, you know, it's not the old school way of doing it. It's got to be done in a new way. And yeah. as a result, again, it's, it's how we do things that allow for all these benefits to take place. But the key benefit is if you want to know how your customers are feeling, if you want to engage with your customers, and if you want to provide true hospitality, no matter how they ordered, that's what we're here for. That's why we just got voted the number one feedback tool for restaurants in the United States, uh, because that's what that's what we do. And the, the cool thing about that, Eric, is you know how a lot of these awards work. It's like, hey, we just got voted number one, blah, blah, blah. And it's a survey of my mom, my grandma. And then I paid this magazine $2,000 yeah. to publish it, right? Yeah. Don't even get what, was cool, what was cool about this is actually Sean Walchef was the one who sent me the email and said, hey, congrats, man. And uh, he forwarded me on an email and I was like, congrats for what? He's yeah. like, you guys have just voted the number one feedback tool in America. And I was like, <laughs> what? I That's didn't even awesome. know this survey was happening. <laughs> That's great. I love so it, that man. was like probably the coolest, uh, the coolest moment of this year so far for That's me. That's cool. I love <laughs> Outside that. of finding out my wife is pregnant, which was also incredible. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I love this. One more quick break to thank our sponsors. And we'll be right back to talk about the future of the industry relative to the work you're doing in it. And I also want to open up the mics for some listener questions. And obviously we got some folks that are using your services that have joined us today. I think it would be really cool to get some live testimonials, unedited, uncut. Yeah. Beautiful. A lot of people are talking about Restaurant 365, and that's probably because they are the only cloud-based, all-in-one restaurant management software with restaurant-specific accounting, inventory, scheduling, 
and payroll plus HR. Restaurant 365 is perfect for the multi-location restaurant business. Their customers have seen 5% decrease in food and beverage costs because they have access to more actionable data. Restaurant 365 is the king of integrations with over 90 integrations with the POS, including hundreds of vendors and thousands of banks, so you have a truly connected system. No more managing out of multiple systems. Lastly, Restaurant 365 empowers your management team with real-time P&L with access to check-level detail, which means no more waiting on your accounting teams for P&Ls weeks later. And it gets even better because with Restaurant 365, you can save time and money. You save time with things like automated invoice management and accounts payable and a slew of other systems for administrative tasks. You save money with powerful labor forecasts so you can see labor trends and make adjustments. And Restaurant 365 allows you to track actual versus theoretical costs to ensure you're not losing any margins due to waste or error. Interested in franchising? Restaurant 365 has tools for that too. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you will save 50% off your first month subscription. Again, that's restaurant365.com slash unstoppable. Have you heard of Ovation? So let me tell you about how I heard about Ovation. I was on a search to find answers about SMS best practices and organically like Four or five of the experts in my network were like, you got to talk to Zach Oates from Ovation. He is the SMS king. So naturally, I got Zach Oates on the show to talk about SMS marketing in that time between first having him be mentioned or come onto my radar to the time we had him on the show, tons of people were recommending Ovation. Even restaurantowner.com, one of my past sponsors in a company I have a lot of respect for, did a survey and Ovation was the number one guest feedback platform. So naturally, I'm here to learn more. Uh, So we had Ovation on the show. And if you're not familiar with Ovation, Ovation is an omni-channel two-question survey that gets happy guests to leave positive reviews and unhappy guests to chat with either you or a team member to resolve the issue in real time before they leave a bad review online or never come back to your restaurant. With this new channel of communication, you can easily see trends of what is driving positive and negative experiences in your restaurant. Not only does it improve your communication in your relationship with your guests, it also helps Helps you drive revenue. You can drive revenue with third to first party ordering conversion. You can drive revenue with rainy day text message blasts. And you can even drive revenue when getting your guests to automatically download your loyalty app. To learn more, head over to ovationup.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you will be able to claim $2,000 worth of free text messages to help you get started with more feedback, reviews, and revenue. Again, that is www.ovationup.com slash unstoppable. We are back. And I really just kind of want to Pick your brain. I hate that expression. I want to learn from you uh, what's happening in the industry right now relative to the segment that you're in with guest feedback and communication and d- digital marketing. Uh, where are we now? I guess in like what's the future and what are you doing to to 
I don't know, be a part of the future or maybe even influence the future? One thing is for sure is that everyone is sick and tired of these long surveys on the first, um, on the first mark, right? Nobody, nobody wants to take that. So we need to rethink guest feedback based on the guest experience, meaning that we need to rethink what questions do we ask whom at what time and be very uh, deliberate in that and to make sure that we're creating a frictionless experience because otherwise we're just not going to get it. And it is, it is so that, that is first and foremost, so important. What we've seen happening in the industry is that every single digital solution offers some kind of feedback that is not sustainable. You cannot have, you cannot be managing your guest experience on seven, eight different platforms, which is what's happening nowadays. Yeah. You have a loyalty program, Google, Facebook, Yelp. You've got your email. You've got your contact form. You've got your Instagram DMs. You know, you've got all these different things that are, that are each have their own Uber Eats and DoorDash and they all have their own guest experience portion of it. It's not sustainable. No. It's not tenable. You can't expect restaurants to manage the experience across all of that, uh, across all these different platforms. The future that I see is not so much that they're not going to give feedback through those platforms, but there's going to be a major consolidation of how to manage that experience, how to bring that together and how to unify that. So that way I can take the flow of what customers are used to and put it into a flow that's manageable. Can I stop you right there? Because yeah. that is like my biggest argument when it comes to a lot of digital shit is what are we doing? Can we just yeah. stop for two seconds and just like ask like, what are we doing? Do you really want to agree to that? Is that the lifestyle you want? Is that reasonable? Is that, is that expectation to be there for everyone at any given moment from any given fucking angle reasonable? And are we as an industry really wanting to tell the world that this is okay and that this is normal? Like, what are we doing as a society that we're just reacting to the market and giving them exactly what they want? Is that the right move? And, and I think it's the matter. The, the, the fact of the matter is people are always, people are going to want more personalization and more touches. And with technology becoming more and more fragmented, you need a place to centralize that. And I think that's one of the things in the very near future that we're going to be seeing here in the next few years is more consolidation. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think that this stuff is important. I think it's just that, like you said, it's unsustainable mental health. You know, like yes. you cannot, there is no work life balance when you're getting come at from every angle at 24 seven. I realize I just interrupted you and I apologize. No, no, no. That's, that's absolutely right. And I think that, you know, I love your passion with this space because that's, that's how we feel as well. We're, we came at this doing a very narrow thing, um, which is feedback for restaurants. But as we look at it, there's all these different point solutions that offer feedback. And it's just like what we're saying is, look, we have an omni-channel solution. We become that feedback tool across all channels to centralize that, to make your life easier, to put all that guest experience in one place so that you could manage it and do what you want to do, which is create a great guest experience and get your guests to engage with you in a way that's not going to overrun your life. Mm. Um, and then looking farther to the future, you know, I am a huge believer in, you know, AR. I'm not, I, I don't know about the VR space, the virtual reality space, but the augmented reality space is one that I think, you know, my kids are going to grow up. It's as 
common as a smartphone, having something with augmented reality. And so the question is, how do we evolve with that? How do we provide our, our guests, our customers that are increasingly going to become digital? How do we allow them to engage in the physical world in a more reasonable way? When I am looking at this laptop with my glasses, I should be able to see what is the laptop, what are some prices of it, and I want to order it without having to go and search online for it. If I have an issue with my burger, I should be able to talk to someone about that in, you know, using, my, using my AR. And I think that, again, we've, we have to build those tools to make it sustainable to gather and react to that feedback and act on it. Otherwise, again, more and more things are getting digital. Yeah. And so I think that as, as that happens, there's a lot that's going on right now with the AI space that's going to make it easier to respond as bots are becoming smarter and smarter. Um, but again, I think there's always going to be, no matter how smart it is, and even if we take out you know, the, the five most common things, and we have bots that are smart enough to recognize is it a missing item, slow service, unclean, whatever, the, the, the bot responds to them. We still need to have those edge cases where humans are engaging. And again, like I, like I always say, you can't take the, the humans out of hospitality, but technology can augment them. Yeah. And so anyway, that, that's, that's where I'm looking to this and, and bridging that gap between the physical world and the digital consumer is something that is so fascinating that restaurants have, have historically you know, lagged behind. But I think that now is the opportunity to lay the groundwork to make sure that restaurants are right up there with the rest of the world. For example, live chat. You know, you go to a website, you have a little button in the bottom right hand corner, talk to us. Why isn't that at restaurants? And, you know, ovation is is kind of like the thought of what live chat should be for restaurants. But that's the concept of how do you give people who've got something to say a place to say it? and then allow you an easy way to manage it. Yeah. Awesome stuff. I've really uh, loved this conversation, listening to you talk. I've been giving a lot of props to this book. It's not a new book. Uh, I just discovered it though. It was written in 2012 called Abundance uh, by Peter Diamandis. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly, but it's this idea that like, look, the world's changing not at a linear steady rate, but at an exponential rate, whether you want to accept it or not. We're going to the future. Technology is only getting better. It's only getting more robust. And we need to we, we need to learn how to coexist with coexist with it and get it to work for us if we really want to have a shot at competing into the future. And we can either choose to kick and scream and say this is sucks, like I often do sometimes, I have to admit, or we can choose to embrace it and stay ahead of it and leverage it to work for us. And uh, that's kind of what I'm hearing from you right now. And the truth is, if we do take that mentality, if we choose to make it work for us, we can free up a lot of human potential because right now we have a lot of people just doing a lot of work. That's not rewarding. Like, like I'm sorry, like washing dishes is not rewarding sometimes. Like you can only do it for so long before you're like, Oh, like, where am I going with my life? Right? So if we can free up those, those acts, like if we automate those acts and we can tap into the human potential of that's all out there, but people are just caught up doing little things like responding 
to hundreds of people in in a day, right? So if you can free that up, what can you then do? What 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 does that human potential go to thereafter? I guess is the question, right? Exactly, it's right. Really just just stuff. because we have computers that are automating tasks doesn't mean that all tasks are automated. Now it just means that there's a higher level of tasks that humans can accomplish. Well, you can't and now keep up. Yeah, you right? can't keep up by yourself. It's not humanly possible because that's that is a perfect example of how the world's evolving and channels of communication are just you know, uh, splintering like crazy. So anyway, um, I think now's a good time to open it up for uh, Q and a, uh, so how are you on time by the way? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Okay, good. And by the way, I do see that, that Sean had a really good point and, uh, you mind if I, mind if I tackle that one, we can just unmute Sean's mic. Yeah. And, uh, you can just ask your question or re no, I guess I'm just, I guess I was just dovetailing on your thought about the chat feature, just because in social media, it's kind of well known that people, even shy people open up very openly um, <laughs> online when they're not willing to do something in person. Uh, so I do wonder if people would be honest, uh, more honest digitally, even if they're in the space and if they had to confront somebody in person. And I know Brandon, I had a little side conversation with him. He was just saying that people are sometimes brutally honest, which is helpful, you know? Yeah. And, and Sean, I think that's a great point. Um, I was, I was a few weeks ago, I was out to breakfast with a guy that he's president of an organization that has about 1500 restaurants. Okay. And we, we sat down to eat and we were, uh, I got a croissant and, and, uh, halfway through the meal, I was like, you know, this is why we need ovation because here we, here we are, like I'm having this croissant and like, it's not very good. And this is a very expensive restaurant. He goes, I know I got that croissant last week and it was bad. I was like, right. But where do we tell them at that? Not, not 30 seconds later, a server comes up and says, how is everything? What do we say? What do we say, Sean? What do we say? Eric? We say it's great. Awesome. Thank (laughs) you. It's great. Yeah. And the server walks away and I'm like, dude, you own 1500 restaurants. I own a freaking restaurant feedback company and we couldn't even be honest about a croissant. Like <laughs> that's, that's the whole purpose, right? Yeah. That's the reason that um, the, the table touches, even if you, you take the pandemic aside, even if you take the omni channel aside, even if all of that, to your point, Sean, people are a lot more willing to be honest digitally than they are face to face because they don't want to cause a kerfuffle. They don't want to be, you know, they don't want to like make somebody feel bad about what they're, you know, about their food that they're serving. But digitally, there's something that's a little less personal about that, right? I'm not looking someone in the in the blacks of their eyes or is it whites of the eyes? What's the expression? I don't know. We don't do that anymore. So I'm not looking someone face to face and and telling them that I don't like their croissant. But if I want that place to do better, I can give them some feedback to do that. All right. And uh, Sean Walsh, I'm coming to you next. I see your hand up. Thanks, Eric. Eric, a huge fan of the (laughs) unstoppable podcast. You're not part of the mighty network. Get involved. You can get in and hold these tech giants like Zach Oates to the grindstone. (laughs) No matter what they're, whatever's coming out of their mouth as a restaurant operator, you can actually make sure that they back it up. So, so Zach Oates, I'm a, obviously an ovation customer. And on father's day, 
we turn off our phones. So I make an audio voicemail that says, Happy Father's Day. This is Sean. Please visit our website and order online. Why do we do that? We do that so that we don't tie up our hosts taking phone orders on the busiest day of the year. But now, since we have Ovation, I tell them, please order online. If you'd like to check in with your order, please text us. And I use the text number that is provided to us through Ovation. So this has been a huge improvement to our busiest days, our holidays. My question to you, Zach, is when are you going to become my phone provider so that I can get rid of <laughs> Cox and I can just use this feature not only not only for people calling our restaurant, texting our restaurant, messaging our restaurant, but then when can I get it on my website as well? And um, yeah, that's all I got. So first of all, Sean, when are you going to make those improvements for me, please? Thank you. Yeah. Well, okay. First of <laughs> I'm, all, I'm Sean and I'll yield the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a really cool way that you're using that text number. I actually, I didn't even know you were doing that, but yeah, we do have some customers that will do that and they'll put the, their ovation phone number. Cause each of your locations has a specific phone number that we don't share with any other location. That way your customers could actually save that number and can text you um, directly, you know, text you back. And then anytime that you give them, you know, respond to their feedback, it goes to that same number. And so that way it makes it really easy for the guest to know what that phone number is. So you can use it just like Sean is doing. The other thing that we do, Sean, uh, we should chat because we're on websites now. If you have a web form, we can integrate with that web form. And that way all they do is they put in their phone number and they put in their feedback or, or question. And that creates a conversation in the Ovation system. So you can respond directly to their, uh, to their phone number. So- because the problem with web forms is like, I put it in and then I send it off and like, I don't know what's happening. But with this, you can engage in a text conversation right away. So, you, so you're, rolling out, for you. you're rolling out new products and you're breaking news on Eric Cacciatore's Restaurant Unstoppable podcast. <laughs> Boom. I'm learning about this over, over, over the mighty networks. That's how, that's how, that's how fast technology works. I might have I mean, to it's it. in a case study in how fast something works. But that's, that's a great news. Sign me up. <laughs> okay. I know, Sean, it's so funny. We talk so often that like, I forget sometimes that like, oh, hey, we, we do this now because this is a new feature. But yeah, the web form integration, we've got it, baby. So let's let's get that rolling for you, Sean. All right, yeah. Make it live for us before we end this call. Thanks. Uh, if okay, you're in um, the network, this will be live as soon as we get it edited. So by the end of the week, for sure. But the good news is for you, at least not maybe not for my listeners. Is this, this isn't scheduled to go live until July 22nd because we're being proactive right now, but I might have to bump it up because I didn't realize it was breaking. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, it's never a bad idea to give breaking news an extra week, especially <laughs> <Yeah>. with technology. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I do see your hand up, Brandon. Thank you for your patience. You can go ahead and uh, unmute your mic and a little while he's unmuting. I'll give a little uh, teaser here. So Brandon is probably one of your newer customers uh, in, in the week or so he's been using ovation he's been just singing your praise in the network go for it brandon yeah for sure hey eric can you be uh, can you allow me screen share ability on my mobile oh uh, on that second one man. Uh, i want to i want to i want to because a couple of people you know, real-time feedback man i want to I show people like um sean um lyons was asking about like you know what what it is and i, I gave him um access to my back end too so we can kind of see what's this is what's some going next on. level dude, shit sweet brandon <laughs> um but anyway dude like we've been we've we've fully not even fully we've only partially rolled it out for like three weeks man 
40, 40 new reviews, all five stars on Google, dude. Um, you know, super proactive about it. Your your onboarding team, fantastic, dude. They were trying to undersell me, like the little um, 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 ba- uh, bag stuffers. And I'm like, no, I want more. And they're like, well, how many more? I'm like, I don't know, triple it, quadruple it. Like, we're going to roll this thing out. So awesome onboarding team, man. Um, you know, because most times people are trying to oversell you. Know, and I, they were underselling, you know. Um, but the the instant feedback, man, um, is fantastic, dude. I, 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 where have you been, man? Like, why did I just now discover you like, like four or five months ago, like two week onboarding period. And, you know, so ovation, dude, it hands down like secret weapon of the restaurant. If you, if you're not doing it, man, get on it. Yeah. Real quick before you start to share, um, you, how many more, how many more emails and phone numbers have you collected in the past couple of weeks since you've been using this? It's hard to say how many more because I had a pretty good database the way it was, but on my dashboard, um, we've added in just three weeks, uh, 366 customers, 155 surveys completed, 29 feedback received, um, and you know, there's a couple of other metrics on there. No offense to Sullivan, Indiana. I've been there. I've driven through. We're tiny, dude. (laughs) They are a little island in the middle of a bunch of farms, so that's those are big numbers considering your market, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and to be fair though, you know we're we're on top of our you know so they they asked you know onboarding asked where do you want to be linked at you know Google Google reviews um, um, Yelp I'm like no stay away from Yelp but I my my focus is solely on Google so I was like you know just hit us with Google that's the only place I want to be seen or want this to be focused on um, you know but we were already on top of the Google so we already had a little bit of presence you know the foundation set but this just escalated man and, and blew it out of the water I love it so, uh, uh, so you know, do you want to share your screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah, I, I'd like to show this, man. This is super cool. Are you um, using your yeah, phone? Because you're on your computer. Yeah, on the on the other one oh, that okay. shows my you know name there. there. Yeah, and and Brandon, dude, we we love working with restaurants like you, man. Where you get it right, you get the hospitality side of things, you get the digital side of things, and big or small, it's like you want to feel personal. You know, and that's what it really comes down to. It's like if I go to McDonald's, like I, I know what it is. It's it's a you know it's it's a line. It's a factory. But when I go eat at Brandon's restaurant or I go eat at Sean's restaurant, like I want to feel I want to feel like it's that that cheers mentality. But how do you do that to Eric's point without with mental health and not yeah. feeling like oh man I'm gonna get so burnt out by this? <laughs> um, you know, Brandon, I mean, with all that feedback. Uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here telling it, but I want to make sure. I mean, keep me honest. Uh, to Sean's point, do you feel overwhelmed by the feedback, or do you feel like you know we're able to make it manageable for you? Uh, uh, so the only thing I guess is uh, you work a little too well. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, I mean, and, and they're brutally honest, dude. Like, so you've got to. I think for me, I had to be, and I'm kind of used to it, so I had to be mentally prepared for. It time prepared like i'm already I, I got into this thinking like how how can i delegate or leverage most of this out and escalate some of it back to me but for yeah. right now i want to be real time i want it to be me you know seeing this i want it to be me responding to it because it creates that personal touch man and then that's why we do what we do and that's why we're able to do what we do yeah yeah does it does it take a long time for you to respond to those guests Dude, that's and that was the other sales. That was the other thing. It was like ovation is it, man. That's what I've been looking for. It's the templates, the built-out templates. If I'm in the weeds and I have to work the line or like I'm covering something, um, 
you know, like like a lot of us do, man, especially, you know, right now, you know, a lot of people have labor, sh- labor shortages or you're just busy and you like to be really, you know, hands on in your in your operation. Um, sometimes I'm full adrenaline, man, and, and a lot of restaurant owners like myself, we're, we're type A and we can be kind of aggressive. And sometimes you want to say one thing, but, you you know, it's in the moment. But anyway, so the templates like help me, like, you know, keep my center or say what I should say, even when <laughs> I'm your thinking filter? something. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dra- draft it in a good state and then use them in a bad state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, the new features, dude, like. Uh, they they enabled my intelligence dude on there. I love seeing those keywords. That helps me with my marketing um, and what people are mentioning. Uh, napkins was one thing, dude. It was like the first thing people kept saying, like like uh, we want we want napkins with our with our Togo delivery, you know, to go in our delivery. And I didn't have an option enabled on on our point of sale, you know, system toast. You know, I had to build. So I went in and I built a modifier like really quickly to like add to every one of my one of one of our products. And I mean, that was like that's a real time use of what what we were able to kind of um, you know deliver. So now we're not wasting napkins. Guests are asking for them on the if they're using online. So it's fantastic, dude. And the thing I love about that story is that. Where else are you going to get feedback about napkins? Are people going to take a 75-question survey? Are people going to leave you like a one-star review like, oh, these stupid napkins? Or like, no, right? And so that's one of the cool things about it. Sean told a story on a podcast that that we were on one time that he uh, was getting some feedback about the brisket. And it was because on online, he didn't know, he didn't have it differentiated between if they wanted it more marbled or if they wanted it lean. Whereas in person, if I go up to a barbecue place and I ask for brisket, they're going to say marbled or lean, right? What do you want? Fatty or lean brisket? And so he was able to switch up um, his online ordering system to differentiate between the, uh, the fatty and the lean, and he stopped getting that feedback. So th- those, those types of things, that those operational tweaks, um, we love hearing stories about that. So I appreciate you sharing that, Brandon. Awesome. And are you able to see my screen? Yeah, Brennan right is sharing yeah. his screen now. For those are of you, you who are, are you listening me? to this podcast you? and you want to be able to see what we're seeing right now, there is a YouTube channel. Uh, so get over there and subscribe and you can see what's going on. Are, are you seeing the owl or the or my ovation screen? Uh, we see your ovation screen and then there's right. a, a message in the middle of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is like this this is this is what's so awesome. And Sean, I think uh, Sean Walsh up was hit on this man, like how 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 you're kind of using this in other ways. So this is what guests are doing. They're they're using this just to communicate with me, and it's super awesome how they're you know it's 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 a way for them to to talk to me. And 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 you're seeing food was cold, you know. Um, experience was great seven days later and this is this is the good one here this is the one that uh my straw and and i just hired this new delivery driver and i wouldn't have thought that i should train on all right when you deliver drinks don't put the straws in there (laughs) to me it's to me it's common sense to others maybe it's not so you know it it gave me but you would have never known you would have never known that happened because your driver wasn't going to tell you and this person probably just would have never called again or maybe that could have been the the straw that broke the camel's back uh, pun intended there yeah oh not intended <laughs> <laughs> right. well th- thanks for letting me share, share I wish this, I was about anyway to anybody's out there watching this is i mean this lady's just five five six times i mean she's she's hit hit us up on our experience it was good it was great it was you know good it was cold or my straw, it was disgusting. No, thank you, man. Uh, and I'm just, just make sure you stop share real quick. I don't know what's behind that screen. Um, 
<laughs> so I think we have no, time. Brandon, for- <laughs> pre- appreciate you coming on and, and opening up the kimono a little bit, because again, you know, I could sit here and say all that I want and, you know, Eric uh, could hold my feet to the, to the grinding stone is so far, but uh, when it comes down to it, it's like, I love hearing these real time stories about what's actually happening, what's using the product because on our wall, right in our main conference room, we have one of our big values, which is build value. And that's what we want to do. We want to be building value for people. And if we're not building value, then man, let's go get a job someplace else. Let's live an ordinary life, but we're here to do something extraordinary and to build value. And so I appreciate you, you sharing that. That's a, a great line that reminds me of don't become a man or woman of success, become a man or woman of value. Albert Einstein um, Amen. amended for the 21st century. And yeah. <laughs> one more question. I think we have time. Uh, if he's still here. Yeah. Wes, you're still here. Go ahead and unmute your mic. And I think this is the, will be the last one. So I, sort of off the cuff, uh, Sean was talking about using the, text platform for uh you know sending people on busy days uh would there be any capability or i i guess are you working towards sort of having either a separate text number or a way to sort of streamline to where that could be just a a constant feature instead of sort of using it as a workaround so well that that's currently how it works in terms of like you can have a so the phone number people anyone can text in that phone number we have people that use their ovation phone number for reservations right hey if you want to make a reservation text us here and we'll we'll chat with you back and forth and so that phone number that you get um it's just part of the ovation feedback tool that that becomes your number for that location so anyone that texts in anything to that phone number is tied to that specific location and so you'll get that ovation phone number for each one of your locations and um, you can use it however you want. Again, you can have it be a texting, uh, the, the texting tool on your, uh, on your website. So instead of doing okay. like a contact us web form, you could do it there. We have people who just put it on their website saying text us here and they can click that from a mobile and it pops up to a text message right there. And so that, that phone number could be used um, in any way for guests to give you feedback, even if it's outside of, the ovation survey. Okay. Sean, and so it, it doesn't automatically prompt you to like rate your experience. Uh, that would be a sort of a separate, like they have to go through a QR code specifically to rate their experience. Correct. Yep. So you could just text in, Hey, how is everything over there at Zach Shack? And I'll get an alert through my ovation app. And then everyone's able to, everyone at the system is able to, uh, to see that. Beautiful. And Sean, I believe your question was just answered. So I think we can wrap it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I think we're good though. Uh, Zach, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show for a second time in such short notice and for giving us uh, the behind the scenes of ovation, the benefits of ovation, the evolution of ovation, your personal story and journey. This was a great conversation before we say goodbye. uh, Why don't you tell us how we can connect? I already had you call somebody out the last time you're on the show, so you're off the hook. Uh, And by the way, uh, Amy Mills was awesome. So thank you. Phenomenal. She was awesome. That episode will be going live soon. Um, Tell us how can we connect for interested in this what's the call to action check out ovation up.com there you can find all the information unstoppable 
Oh, ovationup.com forward slash unstoppable, where you can uh, check out, you know, all the information. And I believe we got some kind of a special promo going on. If you go to restaurant uh, ovationup.com forward slash unstoppable, you actually are going to get a few thousand free text messages because there's a secret weapon in ovation, which is now that we have all these phone numbers, now that we have the permission to text them. And now that we have it segmented, you could actually send out mass text messages to them to let them know about specials or, you know, upcoming promotions or things like that. So anyway, we're, we're going to give you a couple thousand free text messages if you use that link. So ovationup.com forward slash unstoppable. Yes. And please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Zach with a C-K-Z-A-C-K, Oates with an E-S-O-A-T-E-S and check out our podcast which is give an ovation, a podcast for restaurants. You can also find that at ovationup.com. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I would, I would love to, to meet with you and to, to build some value and grateful for uh, Sean and Brandon for coming on and sharing a little bit about their experience with ovation. And this is episode 814. Head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 814 for a summary of today's discussion, as well as a link to any tools or services mentioned and the link to get over to Ovation, if you can't remember, get ovation. It's get ovation, right? Ovation, ovation up, ovation up, ovation up. Ovation up. forward slash unstoppable slash unstoppable. And just complete disclosure, ovation is an affiliate as well. So if you're using that link, you're also supporting the show. And thank you in advance. And thank you, Zach, for supporting the show with letting me become an affiliate. It's, it goes a long way. And I just can't say it. I uh, I just can't say enough. Thank you. So much for taking the time to share everything. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Oh, thanks, Boom. Eric. <laughs> there we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. I hope you guys all found value. Again, this was episode 814. If you want a summary of today's discussion, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 814. We'll have that summary there as well as any links to tools, services, uh, resources mentioned especially that link to get your 2000 free texts go to ovationup.com slash unstoppable and thank you so much if you're using these links and supporting the show you guys have no idea how far that goes it really just helps so much then thank you uh so we have a lot of cool things happening at restaurant unstoppable network.com if you guys are not in the network yet what are you waiting for if you're uncertain if it's right for you, do me a favor to shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. I'll get you a link for a 30-day trial so you can get in there and see what it's all about. Uh, like always, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm making myself available for coffee with Eric. I'm just there, available to you to answer your questions. And it's me and a bunch of other people just to support one another. Uh, we also have a live demo and Q&A with Matt Plapp. So Matt Plapp joined us last week week. He was episode 811 and we discussed leveraging your marketing to build a database of customers. If that was an interesting episode and you want to connect with Matt, I highly recommend you get into the network and you RSVP to that live demo and Q&A in the network. Um, I think it's going to be a valuable session and uh, lots of other cool things happening in Restaurant Unstoppable Network. Uh, right now, I'm working on my vision for restaurantunstoppable.com, the network, everything, and I'm being very public about it over in the network and getting feedback. I actually have Ari Weinswag from Zingerman's, who did the workshop on visioning with us, coming back. I'm going to read my vision to him publicly, and it's going to be like my my 
closest to rough or final draft. Uh, I'm going to share it with him. I'm going to get constructive criticism. I'm kind of nervous, but I want you guys to be there. That's happening in the network uh, probably next month. And then we also have Jim Laub and Joe Erickson from restaurantowner.com joining us to go over their business plan template. And we have the folks from bplans.com coming to talk to us about their service as a software live plan. Lots of cool conversation around strategy and business planning. Uh, And I'm going through this process myself and making my own business plan. So if you want to do it with me, you want to be a car. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a child. If you want to be a part of this and you're building your own business plan and you want the support of a network, then come join the network. All right, that's it for today. Until next time, peace out.